how's it going? Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Also the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, which is a podcast for 18 and up. So today, because I recently just covered Wishbone Season 1, Digging Up the Past, one of my favorite Wishbone episodes. If you're not aware of what the show Wishbone is, it's a show that was on PBS in the mid-90s, 95 to 98, about a Jack Russell Terrier dog who would dream up dream of himself as a character in classic literature. That's probably how a lot of us kids learn about classic literature, such as Romeo and Juliet, Ivanhoe, Journey to the Center of the Earth, the story of Sleepy Hollow, and Rip Van Winkle, and so many other classic books. So today I am covering, it's actually a two-parter episode each hour, each so it runs a half hour. So this is a special one hour episode of Wishbone. It is entitled Halloween Hound, The Legend of Creepy Collars, Part 1. This is a season two, episode one premiere. Wishbone has over 50 episodes. They are all available on, I believe they're all available on YouTube to, to watch if you like. The legend of Sleepy Hollow dominates as Halloween comes to Oakdale, Oakdale, Texas. Wishbone imagines himself as Ichabod Crane, while Joe and his schoolmates participate in Oakdale's scavenger hunt. This episode's got a 9.2 out of 10 based on 22 ratings. We have the writer of, this, of Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving. We got some trivia. This episode marks the first episode to feature Oakdale's sports and game store owner, Travis Del Rio, as well as his niece, Melina Finch, and his nephew, Marcus Finch, Melina's brother. Is there any other trivia? All right. Like Shining Time Station, this public broadcasting service family-oriented television series began its second season with a Halloween-themed episode. It is the only Halloween-themed episode of this entire series. The first season includes Frankenbone, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Mixed Breeds, Robert Louis Stevenson's The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Panton at the Opera, Gaston Leroy's The Rue, The Phantom of the Opera are set year-round. This episode would have aired October 15th, 1997, so I was probably about a month to six weeks into my freshman year of high school. And let me tell you, I was so excited to find out Wishbone had gotten a second season, because I remember watching Wishbone back in 95, when I was about 13, on PBS. I just turned on the TV at my grandma's house and it was on and like oh what's this show and I really really got into it I really really liked it and I still like it to this day there is a wishbone podcast out there called wishboning however it is an 18 and over podcast it is not family friendly however the wishbone podcast episode you're listening to and the digging up the 
past episode that I just recently covered are family friendly. That's why they're going up on the Full House Pod, Fuller House podcast, the Punky Power podcast, and the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast because I have different listeners that are only on certain platforms. I want you all to be able to enjoy them. Now, while I may not do every single episode of Wishbone, I may not cover every episode, I do have particular favorites that I really want to cover. This being October, I really, really wanted to cover this episode, but I wanted to give you all a taste of the show first if you're not familiar with it. That's why I picked one of my favorite episodes, Digging Up the Past. So without further ado, let's jump into part one of this episode, Halloween Hound. So upon this opening, we also do get a new intro. We also get to see downtown Oakdale, which the way that the storefronts and these old buildings are set up, it just really reminds me of downtown Lowell, where I grew up. And it just, the old, I call it the old side of Lowell, and then of course you have the new side of Lowell, which is on the other side of Main Street. But the old side of Lowell, it's like, even with these old buildings, they're really, really making everything kind of new and up and coming and everything, just really putting their own spins. There's, um, I think a, so a couple fancy restaurants, bistros, some art stores, galleries, and there's also a bookstore there that opened up not too long ago. And I'm just like, the battle that's home, my hometown, and magically a bookstore just pops up. Like, oh, man. there's also, and we didn't go there on our visit back in July, but now I'm wishing we kind of had from what my sister had mentioned, where this old video store used to be, and then it turned into another storefront, and probably another, went through many different stores after the video store went out of business. But anyway, a couple guys bought the space, and they retrofitted it out with, like, wood paneling, the old, uh, the old, uh, television and it's just so cool it just makes it basically it takes you back right to the 80s and I'm not sure what the name of the place is but it's right kitty corner to the theater so if if you're in Lowell Michigan and you want to check this place out it's right behind Ada Lowell 5 definitely check that out so, Wishbone is taking himself for a walk. I like how you hear his collar jangling. And it seems, of course, everyone knows Wishbone. Because he's going around, people are coming out of their, their shops and everything. Like, hey, Wishbone, how's it going? Well, he also passes the historical society, historical society by appointment. That building, which I've heard Wanda mention the Historical Society many, many times. And people have cut out white construction papered ghosts hanging in their office doors and windows. It's, or in their um, 
it's their storefronts basically it's really yeah he knows like all around there's like pumpkins out there's corn stalks it's just really really festive one of them even has a witch uh cardboard cutout of a witch you also can see that uh, whatever this establishment is takes discover visa mastercard american express there's even a grim reaper skeleton thing like you would get from like a target or a walmart so everyone's going full halloween decoration in town so yeah he also wishbone notices how the leaves are starting to dance because of the wind sheets are learning to fly because they're hanging on clotheslines and kind of dancing in the wind we also see pumpkins that have been carved pumpkins that have faces and we also see on a plate at the Talbot home where Joe Talbot, Wishbone's owner, and his mother Ellen live, she has made some Halloween-shaped cookies with orange frosting. It's uh, so cute. Those cookies look so good. I also see an old rickety white fence belonging to what looks like an abandoned house. But we'll come back to it. He kind of breezes over that fact. Ellen's even wearing a black sweater with a big orange jack-o'-lantern jack on the front. sheet of Halloween pumpkin cookies that look just absolutely amazing like basically cinnamon sugar cookies in the shape of a pumpkin with little smiling faces on them and wishbone is in town this dog's nose is amazing because clearly he does not live very far from town he smells her basically pulling the cookies out of the oven, setting it on the kitchen island, and as she's trying to get them separated from the bottoms of the cookies separated from the pan, she ends up pushing one too far off the edge of the cookie sheet and off the kitchen island, and if we see it hanging in midair, and Wishbone senses that, like, oh my gosh, edible food, and he is on his way home. I love how we see the cookie like in slow motion just tumbling <laughs> slowly to the girl the floor hasn't hit the floor yet 
So that is pretty cool. That I mean, he's running out of town. He's running through the back alley, jumping over Wanda as she's planting more flowers in her yard. And he goes through the back door that's got a tug rope on the outside so he can open the door and then a tug rope on the inside so he can close the door. He got that cookie. Ellen is surprised to see Wishbone. Like, Wishbone, where did you come from? <laughs> He's like, can't talk, eating. It's like, oh, Ellen, do you have a new recipe? <laughs> Something that makes people do the strangest things. Something... So Joe comes in to the kitchen. He's home from the first day of basketball practice. This kid lives, eats, <laughs> lives, eats, breathes <laughs> by basketball. His dad was a college basketball coach, and of course Joe plays basketball. That's pretty much his main focus, <laughs> other than taking care of Wishbone and going to school and hanging out with Sam and David. So, of course, being a brand new school year, he's trying out for the basketball team. And, of course, Wishbone normally is there at the practice. He's kind of like Joe's good luck charm. And since Wishbone wasn't there, Joe is just, he's, this episode really just focuses on his, his fear of bad luck. And Wishbone not being at practice... It kind of kicks this whole bad luck issue into action. And asked you, like, what is so big? What's the big deal about Wishbone not being at practice? And Joe tells her, well, he always comes to my practice. And he looks at Wishbone saying, he, you, basically, you should have been there, Wishbone. Why weren't you there? Like, he's expecting an explanation. That's your responsibility as my dog, Wishbone, to, <laughs> like, you, you came to my other practices, you should have been at this one. You know, Joe says, it's a bad sign. I don't want to jinx the whole season. And, of course, Wishbone even is like, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> it's not a good smell. Even Ellen, Ellen notices, like, what is that? What's that stench? goes over and starts smelling, sniffing Joe's shoes and socks. And he immediately senses, he finds a culprit. Like, ooh, something definitely reeks in this house. Joe's wearing gray sweatpants and also kind of a, it's kind of a harvest gold, kind of dullish gold a little bit, um, definitely the color of fall, dull fall leaves. Like, they've pretty much well past their peak in color leaves is the hoodie he's wearing. Oh, I just, oh, I'm just thinking back to when I first watched this. I was so excited. And I already had a crush on Joe from season one. So seeing that he is taller and leaner, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, Joe, you just got so much more cuter. 
And I didn't think you could get any cuter than you already were. So Ellen tells Joe the superstition factor doesn't really fall far from the tree because apparently Joe's dad was also superstitious. So much so that I guess at the start of each basketball season, but she stops because she's like, what's that smell? Joe is like, I don't know what that smell is. And Ellen looks down, she's like, Joe, what is that? Practice socks that he's wearing that reek to high heaven. Even Wishbone's thinking to himself, didn't I bury these at one point? Didn't I bury these in the backyard? I swear I could have. And Wishbone says, oh, didn't I bury these last year? <laughs> and Ellen tells him, well, since they're so special, Joe, why don't you take your socks your practice socks, your quote-unquote lucky socks in your mind, and put them in another special place, like outside of the house. And Joe promises to get rid of his practice stinky socks. <laughs> but he needs to get a new basketball because practice has already started and he doesn't want to start the year with it. Without a new ball. It's tradition. He does it every year. He gets a new one. He also says it's bad luck to start a new season with an old basketball. It's got to be new. Well, <laughs> Alan is just like, oh, of course. Yes, I forgot. Mm -hmm. And Joe's like, oh, mom, don't worry. I still got my birthday money left. Um, and I also want to check out the new sporting goods store in town. So another reason we get to go back to town. And Joe's practically out the door. He's like, come on, Wishbone. And Wishbone's thinking to himself, oh, but what if she drops another cookie? I might miss it. I have to haul back here just to get it. But yeah, he gets that cookie before it even touches the floor. It's still in midair. So before Joe heads out the door, Ellen asks him, like, oh, Joe, are you going to go trick-or-treating? And Joe's like, mm, I don't think so. I think I'll probably just stay home, hang out. And, of course, Joe again is like, which one? Let's go. Come on. And she was thinking, but cookies. Okay. Oh, Wishbone, where have you been? It's the very first day of practice and you weren't there. It's bad luck, especially today. Bad luck? Me? Hey, do you smell that? What's so important about Wishbone being at practice? He always comes to practice. You should have been there. It's a bad sign. I don't want to jinx the season. Ooh, something definitely reeks in this vicinity. Your father was the same way. He was so superstitious about the start of basketball season. I remember one time when he... What, what is that smell? What smell? I think I found the culprit, Ellen. Joe, there's something in your shoe! Joe, what is that? Sorry, Mom. They're my practice socks, my lucky ones. Ew! Didn't I bury these last year? I think it's a little much, Joe. Um, but since they are so special, why don't you take them off and put them in a special place, outside the house? I will, but right now, I need to pick out a new basketball. You do? Yeah. We've already started practice, Mom. I can't start a new season without a new ball. It's bad luck. Of course. I forgot. Oh, I've still got my birthday money. Besides, I want to check out the new sporting goods store in town. Come on, Wishbone. But Joe, you could drop another cookie at any moment. Joe, have you decided if you're going trick-or-treating tonight? Uh, treating? 
I vote we go for the treats. I don't think so. I'll probably just stay home. Come on, Wishbone. With cookies. Okay. So outside, Joe's throwing the ball for Wishbone, and Joe throws it, and it goes through that rickety white fence of that abandoned house. It, just, it looks like clearly nobody lives in this house. The windows are, have boards on them. It just looks so unsafe. I'm surprised that the county hasn't condemned. They probably have condemned the house. Like, it's unsound. It's unsafe. Don't go in there. And we're going to learn more about this house and why Joe is actually scared of it. Because he throws the ball and he actually goes through the open, rickety fence. And Joe's calling Wishbone back, like, Wishbone, no, stop, come back. And we do see a black cat come out onto the porch of this rickety old house. And Joe is continuing to call Wishbone back, like, Wishbone, come on, let's go. And Wishbone's like, oh, it's just a cat. And he looks over his shoulder at Joe, and then he looks back, the cat's gone. His cats are just that fast. Like, you see him once, and split second, turn around, you're like, boom, they're gone. Joe, Wishbone finally gets the ball and goes after Joe. And Joe's like, come on, let's get out of here, Wishbone. I don't like this place. It gives me the creeps. So, Wishbone says, a, a place like this could cast a spell on you. And much like a spell that was cast on, and then we go into talking about Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod Crane, the school teacher. Cookies. Uh, okay. Throw a long one, Joe. Woohoo! Look, Tom. You're right, Joe. This is as much fun as eating cookies. Oh. I got it! I got it! I got it! Wishbone. Wait. No. So we go into the legend of Sleepin', Sleepin Hollow, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod Crane, who is a school teacher, and he is instructing, he basically teaches elementary school kids all under the age, look like they're all under the age of 10. And he's explaining that to the kids about superstition when it comes to black cats and breaking mirrors, how you gotta turn clockwise this way or counterclockwise, and sometimes if, it, if it's on a Sunday, it's gotta be twice. And it's, he also mentions about the bell that he rings at the beginning of class and asks the kids, like, why do I do this at the ring the bell at the beginning of class? One of them says, oh yeah, to start the day. And he says, no, actually it's to ward off demons and evil spirits. That's why I wear a bell around my neck. And one of the kids says, oh, do you want to come over to my place? My mom wants to hear more of that story that you didn't finish the last time you were there. And she also made apple pie, which I know that you love. 
And I love him. Uh, he comes over to the kid. And says, oh, yeah, your mom's got the best apple pie in the county. And then he realizes the other kids are kind of looking at him like, are you going to continue with the lesson? But all of a sudden, the, the wind blows the doors open and leaves just blow into the, cr the classroom. The kids are like, ah. So that's pretty much the gist of the beginning of Ichabod Crane. We still have a, a couple more characters to meet, though. But now we're going to go back to Oakdale, and Joe's going to go to the grand opening of the sports and games store, where we meet some new characters in Season 2 a Wishbone that are going to be prevalent throughout Season 2, including the store owner, Travis, and his niece and nephew, I believe this is a Malia and um I can't remember the boy's name, but we'll we'll learn. We'll learn their names. You're right, Jill. A place like this can play tricks on your mind. Some places can do that. They cast a spell over you. A spell like the one that hung over a place called Sleepy Hollow. Way back in 1819, American author Washington Irving wrote a short story called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The story was set in the quiet hills along the Hudson River, not long after the American Revolution. Those who lived there agreed that anyone who lingered in that drowsy, dreamy glen called Sleepy Hollow would inhale the witching influence of the air and begin to hear strange sounds and see frightful apparitions. The most famous of these apparitions was the ghost of a soldier whose head was taken off by a cannonball during the Revolutionary War. Legend has it that the spirit of this headless horseman rides forth each night in search of his head. The local residents took great pleasure in these stories, but none took greater pleasure than the local school teacher, one Ichabod Crane. Now, class, it is very important to know the difference between knowledge and useless information. Oh, if only young Jebediah had known that after you break a mirror, you must walk in a circle to reverse your bad luck. Clockwise, mind you. Uh, not to be confused with a black cat crossing your path. Then you must circle counterclockwise like this. Oh, uh, twice on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Andrew? Excuse me, Mr. Crane. The mother wanted to know if you could come over and finish the story about the secret of the full moon. She made your favorite apple pie. <laughs> apple pie, you say? Well, of course I'll be there, Andrew. Your mother's apple pie is the absolute finest in the county. I recall one Sunday when she... Oh, uh, yes. Uh, where are we? <clears throat> now then, eyes front, everyone. Uh, who here knows why we ring a bell to begin each day? Uh, yes, Elizabeth. To call us into the classroom? No, no, not at all. We ring the bell to drive away demons and spirits. Why do you think I wear this bell on my vest? The Joe tells Wishbone to hang outside. Look, I won't be long. Just hang out here while he goes and checks out the new uh, sporting goods store. 
And Wishbone is like, yeah, why do you always get the... And then he sees this big display of tennis balls. He, he's so excited. He's like, dog toys! We also see a little uh, bas- a basketball hoop with a little um, basketball floor, whatever you want to call it that you can practice shooting and Joe is definitely off his game and he keeps thinking it's related to bad luck because he ends up missing a shot which sets off a loud alarm in the store like oh so this place is called the Oakdale Sports and Games and there's a sign above the basketball rim that says haunted rim and when Joe Uh, throws the basketball it hits the rim and of course it sets off this alarm by I'm guessing that's the uh, employee office door (laughs) or the manager's office there I love seeing wishbone pop out of that display (laughs) of tennis balls it was so cute so Travis the store owner introduces himself to Joe and he's like, oh, you're another uh, victim of the haunted rim because you're not the first one to set off that alarm. And Joe's like, yeah, sorry, I'm a little off today. And Travis like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know what happens to the best of us? You know, it's always nice when you get that sweet spot where the hoop looks like three feet long and everything you toss goes in. And Travis even's like... You smell something? And Joe's like, I, I don't know. And which one goes up to Joe and like, hey, can I have all the tennis balls? You know, just the yellow ones, which is all, basically all of them. And Travis is like, oh, is this your dog? And Joe's like, oh, I mean, I can take him outside if you want. And, and Travis is like, don't worry about it. I love dogs. And I think Travis is new to Oakdale. Or maybe he just was able to open up a sporting goods store. This had to have been a renovated firehouse station because there is a firehouse pole in off to the side there is Travis's niece comes down. Melina and Marcus. Okay, because Melina comes down and says, Uncle Travis, we need help with our costumes. And Travis introduces the kids to Joe. <laughs> oh, Marcus is a... Something smells fun. Joe, you need to get rid of those socks. Throw them in the trash. I mean, it's affecting everybody. It, I can't I don't even want to imagine what those socks stink like. So, Joe asks the kids if they're getting ready to go trick-or-treating tonight. And Marcus says, no, better. Uncle Travis is letting us And Travis has a jumper. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kids, kids. Because there is a reason there's something going on. But we don't want to spoil it because it's going to give away what they're doing. He has the kids take care of the tennis balls that Wishbone spilled all over the ground. Melina asked Joe if he signed up for the scavenger hunt. And this is news to Joe. He's like, what scavenger hunt? Travis tells him, hey, if you love my haunted rim, you are going to love my scavenger hunt. Melina says it's the best Halloween treat in Oakdale. And Travis even says the first prize uh, is a $100 gift 
certificate to my store. And Joe is a little hesitant. I don't know. And Travis is like, oh, come on. I'm sure there's room on one of the teams here. Turns out Joe has actually already been signed up by Sam and David. They're like three steps ahead. Like, oh, you're taking care of. You're coming with us. We're doing this. Yeah, Travis looks at the list and says, hey, it's your lucky day. You're already signed up on Samantha Kepler's team. The thing is, I remember Pepper Pete's in season one. I had no idea that Sam's father owned Pepper Pete's until season two when it's mentioned here. I'm like, really? He owned Pepper Pete's? Wow. I wasn't sure what he did for a living. I mean, we know that Ellen is a librarian. We know that Wanda works at the Historical Society and she volunteers and all this fun stuff. Don't she also writes like writes articles for the uh, Oakdale Chronicle? Joe is really letting this bad luck get in the way of making decisions and having fun and being able to enjoy this holiday. So Travis tells Joe, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And he's still like, what is that smell? Joe finally admits, like, uh, it's my socks. Sorry. I have this, uh, superstition that I wear the same socks at every practice. Yeah, he wears them, er, the same socks to practice due to, you know, because of good luck. And Travis says, oh, I know all about that because those shoes you see over there in behind the glass display or in the glass display, that's the reason those are in there. <laughs> Everyone's got their own, whether it's a good luck charm or just something they do all the time that brings them comfort. And Malia asks if, or Melina asks if Wishbone does any tricks. And Wishbone's thinking that depends. You got any treats? <laughs> yeah, Wishbone is always down for treats. And then, of course, we jump back into the Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod Crane. How Wishbone says how his appetite for food, his appetite for the supernatural is just as big as his appetite for food. I won't be long. Yeah, but how come you always get to go in? <gasps> Dog toys! I think I found the perfect one! But I better try them all just to be sure. <laughs> so, another victim of the haunted rim. I guess I'm a little off today. Hey, it happens, but there's nothing like the thrill of being in the zone. Where the hoop looks three feet wide and everything you toss up goes in the basket. I'm sure you'll be there again. Uh, my name's uh, Travis Del Rio. What's uh, yours? From Joe Talbot. Nice to meet you, Joe. You smell so bad. Well, Joe, what can I do for you? Joe, can I have some tennis balls? 
Just all the yellow ones. Hey, is that your dog? Uh, yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'll take him outside right now. No, no, it's okay. I like dogs. Uncle Travis, we need help with our costumes. Melina, Marcus, I want you to meet someone. Uh, Joe, this is my niece, Melina, and my nephew, Marcus. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Wishbone. Have you guys seen the tennis balls yet? Something smells funny. It's not the dog. Joe, you want to handle that one? So are you guys getting ready to go trick-or-treating tonight? No, better. Uncle Travis is letting us in. Marcus, uh, why don't you go uh, pick up those tennis balls and put them back, okay? Have you signed up for the scavenger hunt yet? What scavenger hunt? Hey, if you like my haunted rim, you'll love my scavenger hunt. Yeah, it's the best Halloween treat in Oakdale. Absolutely, and the first prize is a $100 gift certificate. Well, I don't know. Well, come on, it's going to be fun. I'm sure there's still room on one of the teams. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's your lucky day. You already signed up on uh, Samantha Kepler's team. I am? Kepler, doesn't her father own that pizza place? Yeah, Pepper Pete's. Look, Mr. Del Rio, I'm really not sure about the scavenger hunt. Don't worry, Joe. What is that smell? My socks. You'll think this is strange, but I always wear the same pair of socks at practice. For good luck. Say no more, Joe. Those shoes are behind glass for a reason. Hey, Joe, Wishbone do any tricks? Tricks? That depends. Got any treats? Now me, I'm always ready for treats. So Ichabod is in the woods. He's reading a scary story. And of course he gets spooked by Katrina Van Tussle, who owns the Van Tussle farm. And... She sees Ichabod there and she praises him for like, you're a really good school teacher. You're great with the kids. They love you. And she picks up the book he's reading because he's so engrossed in it. It's just so good. And she's like, oh, uh, why don't you come over to my place for dinner? Because that way we can talk about the book and, you know, other spooky stories that you have to tell here you're a great storyteller so he does he goes over there we don't get to see their dinner but she does invite him back because he sees he looks out the window notices the sun's starting to go down like i i gotta go i i can't be out after dark that's just his own personal preference so she invites him back like oh i wish you didn't have to go but i mean if you have to but hey why don't you come back tomorrow for dinner and then we can you know still chat about spooky stories and all that fun stuff so it's like all right i'm out so and, and i guess i don't know whether the van tussle family whether i mean they must be really well known in town they have a farm and everything like they're like i don't know high society or whatever they're just very well known in that town and, of course, Ichabod zips through that woods like, I gotta get home, I gotta get home before the sun sets completely and it's pitch black outside, I just, I gotta get home. So, who honestly wants to be out after dark if they don't have to? I know I don't. But I know one guy whose appetite for the supernatural was even greater than his appetite for food. Remember that Ichabod Crane loved ghost stories. He would spend hours reading Cotton Mather's History of New England Witchcraft. Ooh, a terribly frightening. Uh, uh, oh, oh, no, oh, don't hurt me. My, you're a jumpy fellow. What? Oh, yes. How do you do? 
My name is Ichabod Crane. You must be the school teacher. I'm Katrina Van Tassel. Van Tassel, you say? Of the Van Tassel farm? Why, yes. That really big farm? Yes. I mean, the really, really, really big farm? Yes, that's it. I was just... I'm delighted to meet you, Miss Van Tassel. Why, thank you. We're so lucky to have such a learned and sophisticated gentleman as you in our midst. <laughs> what are you reading there, Mr. Crane? Ah, yes. Uh, this is Mather's book of witchcraft in New England. Most fascinating. It must be quite exciting. Oh, yes, it is. In fact, I would love to tell you all about it. I... Oh. Oh, dear. Was that my stomach? I'm a bit hungry. <laughs> Why, please. Come have dinner with us, Mr. Crane, and you can tell me on the way. Why, Miss Van Tassel, what a marvelous idea. Shall we go? And of course, I picked up the occasional ghost story before I settled here in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, are we here? This is quite a place you have here. Mr. Crane. Your family has been very lucky. An estate this size hardly seems possible in such a frightful frontier as this. Frightful? Absolutely. My studies have given me great insight into these matters. Really? Oh, considerably. You'd be surprised at the supernatural exhibitions I've witnessed. Please, tell me more. <laughs> I would be delighted to. Oh, oh, but look at the time. I must be going. Before dark, you know. Oh. Well, would you tell me over dinner tomorrow? Dinner tomorrow? Well, if you insist. Ah, a delightful meal and a return invitation. I think that went rather well. Ah, what's that? Who's there? I can't be caught out after dark. They say that exercise is good for the legs. Come along, Edward. Joe's walking back home down the alley. He's bouncing the ball, but he's not throwing it for which phone. Which which phone is like you have a ball in your hand? Why are you throwing it for me? And Joe's just going over in his mind, asking like, what is it about this day, about Halloween? I mean, first you don't show up for practice, then you run into the old Murphy place, which is that old dilapidated abandoned house with the rickety <laughs> fence. He didn't run into the house since it's boarded up. No, he just ran into the yard to get the ball. It's like, Joe, if you didn't want him going in there, you shouldn't have thrown the ball in that direction. Why are you Why are you blaming Wishbone? You should have made sure he went with you. What, are you just hoping he'll show up later? I mean, come on, man. So Joe also brings up the scavenger hunt, which I don't really see how that's really uh, an issue. But apparently... He feels like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. I don't know. And he also mentions about how last, like, last year's Halloween, he sprained his ankle so bad that he was basically not able to play basketball for a whole month. 
And then he 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 says the year before that, so two years prior, he had had chicken pox. It's like, well, stuff happens. Just because it falls on that day doesn't mean that day is cursed, necessarily. Stuff happens. Fishbone is just begging Joe to throw the ball. So Joe just wants to stay home. He wants to hide out on Halloween and just stay home. He's just... He's convinced he's, like, jinxed or something. Like, if I step one foot out my door again, something's gonna happen. Oh, no! Black cat crossing the path. That's bad luck. So now we're back at home in the in the kitchen, and Ellen's fed Wishbone, which he's... Looks like he's starving. <laughs> the way he dives into that bowl of food. And... Joe is just like, Mom, is there any, can I help you pass out candy? Are you sure you don't need help? We probably will get a lot of kids. And she's like, Joe, honey, I got this. Sam and David are expecting you for this scavenger hunt. You can't let them down. And Ellen says, you know, Joe, I appreciate your company, but I'm pretty sure I can handle handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. And Joe's are you sure? Because there's going to be a lot of kids. You know how big Oakdale is? You know how many kids are in this town? There's a lot of them. I, I'm sure it's going to be fine. He just, he wants any, she wants, Mom, just say the word and I will stay here with you. Just say the word. Forbid me from going outside. Ground me. Just anything I have to do to stay here. She's basically kicking him out the door. Like, no, you need to go hang out with your friends on Halloween. Yeah, she says you should go hang out with your friends. Have fun. Samantha is counting on you for the scavenger hunt. You don't want to let her down. Joe admits, Halloween's always been unlucky for me. And Ellen tells him, well, we're all unlucky from time to time. It's a part of life. Everything can't go okay all the time. So she continues the story she had started earlier about how Joe's dad was superstitious when it came to his players when they started missing their three their free throws. And Joe's dad never gave up on his players. He wanted them to play through the missed free throws. Just get through it. I mean, good luck, bad luck, you're going to be playing through those free throws anyway. I mean, if you miss... 10, but you get 5, that's something. And she even said, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen tonight or on any other night. It's just not possible. And why are you going to live, don't live your life in fear, basically. She tells him, if you expect the worst, you just might find it. Yep. And she tells him, I think you'll have a lot more fun tonight if you expect the best. Yeah, I mean, if you go into it with a sour outlook you're just gonna bring everyone down and it's just nobody wants that wishbone's being supportive he puts a paw on joe's leg and says hey i'll keep those black cats away from you don't worry about it i'm i'm with you all the way okay here we go joe big throw this time big throw what is it about this day wishbone First you weren't at basketball practice, and then you run into the old Murphy place. Now there's a scavenger hunt. About a little throw. Last year on Halloween, I sprained my ankle so bad, I couldn't play basketball for a month. The year before that, I had chicken pox. Please throw the ball. This year, I think I'm just going to stay home before anything else happens. 
Whatever you want to do is fine with me. Oh, will you look at the nerve of that purple? It's just a cat, Joe. Come on, let's go chase him. <laughs> Joe? Joe? Tricks and treats is making me hungry. Mm. Are you sure you don't need help handing out treats tonight? <gasps> treats! Ding, 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 ding! Congratulations, Joe! You just said the secret word. Ellen, tell him what he's won. I'd love to have your company, Joe, but I think I can handle it. Be sure? There's going to be a lot of kids. Joe, the scavenger hunt will be fun. You'll be with your friends. Samantha's counting on you. You should go. Halloween's always been unlucky for me. We all wonder about our luck from time to time. Your father wondered about his every time his players started missing free throws. But he never gave up on them. He wanted them to play through it. There's no way you can predict what's going to happen tonight or on any other given day. Nobody can. If you expect the worst, though, you just might find it. I'm pretty sure you have a lot more fun tonight if you expect the best. I guess so. Come on, buddy. We're going to have a great time. And don't worry. I'll keep all those black cats away from you. All right, so we get to to the Oakdale Sporting Goods Shop, and it is just decked out in Halloween funness. Kids in costumes. Just awesome sauce. You got the spooky music playing. We see Sam and David. Sam is dressed like... She looks like an, an explorer. And then David, of course, he's wearing the white lab coat with the the white dusted hair. Like he's supposed to be kind of a, a kooky scientist. Or I guess a mad scientist, however you want to say it. So just after Sam asked David, like, hey, do you think Joe's going to show up? Here comes Joe. He's wearing a, a camo outfit and uh hat with a long brim around it for I think for like keeping the sun out of your face which is he just you know decked head to toe in camo camo wear so Joe says oh I like your costumes I noticed they don't ask him what he's supposed to be or even compliment his costume but Sam's like oh good thing good glad you came there Oh, Wishbone, where's your costume? And costume, <laughs> costume, Wishbone, thinking of some me, dogs wear a costume, a silly costume, <laughs> no. Here comes DeMont, residential, Oakdale's residential bully, wearing a fedora. That's all he's wearing. <laughs> That's his costume. And then he's wearing a long sleeve shirt over the top of a thermal shirt or, or whatever. And I'm just thinking, this kid, the actor, I'm not sure what his name is, but uh, I don't, I think it's like, well, of course it's a, the same as the person who created Wishbone. Hold on a second. I think his, his name might be, I don't know if it's actually Joe or not. Let's find out. Wishbone DeMont. Where is he? Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> we'll find it. Hold on a second here. Impassable dream. Yes. Um, 
Where is it? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damont Jones, where are you? Seriously, where is he? <laughs> Hold on a sec. I was right. His name is Joe in real life. Joe Duffield plays Damont Jones, who is the son of the creator, Rick Duffield. I think Joe Duffield, who plays Damon Jones, I think he might even be a basketball coach. He's actually just over two years older than me, and he lives in Plano, Texas. Oh, okay. Cool. Good for him. Because yeah, he comes in with his fedora, his <laughs> that's his Halloween costume. He's like, oh, Talbot, nice costume. Not. He's rolling his eyes. And he's already, Demon's already bragging, saying how he's going to, he's like, I hope you're planning on winning that $100 gift certificate, because I'm going to. Joe says, hey, DeMont, what are you supposed to be? And DeMont, looking over his shoulder at Joe, says, your worst nightmare. Oh, this kid. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you watch the show, it just seems like on a, DeMont has a thing for Sam. <laughs> He, he, he's, he crushes, he secretly crushes on her. But, I mean, me growing up watching it, I always kind of put, I put Sam with Joe. I don't know why. I think it's just, even though they're best friends and stuff, I just kind of like, I just kind of saw them together and stuff. But I guess there's a girl named Sarah something or other who Joe may have sort of had a, a crush on. Here we got another character, Damon's cousin Jimmy. Cause they, oh yeah, we're gonna win. Cause this kid's like eight years old. He's like, yeah, we're gonna win that gift certificate. I used to play, do a lot of scavenger hunts back home. And Damon says, can it, Jimmy? You're only here. You may be my cousin, but I don't like you. And you're only here because my mom made me bring you along. Cause. Jimmy's got a crazy, I don't know whether he's supposed to be an alien of sorts, or a spaceman, or something. This Jimmy kid is a talker. My goodness. Sam asks, oh, Jimmy, what are you supposed to be? It's like, oh, I'm an alien, but not one you see in the movies or on TV. I'm a real alien. This is actually what they look like, because a friend of mine got abducted. And before I can continue with this long, not real story... Travis comes on the mic so that way he can get it. he gets everyone's attention because they're gonna start the scavenger hunt. Guys and ghouls, <laughs> maidens and monsters, adorable. This guy is so cool. He is so cool. Everyone in Oakdale is pretty chill. So this is the first annual scavenger hunt since this is a new sports and game store or sporting goods store. And he does say this is not your ordinary scavenger hunt. You're going to have to be quick-witted as well as quick-footed because there's a whole thing you have to go through. And you have other teams and stuff that they're going to be basically on the same course as you. So you're going to have to try to figure out these clues so that way you can get what you need to go to the next place. So there's a total of five teams. Each team's going to receive a letter of instructions. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I've been eating something. I actually just made some 
toll their their Nestle Toll House turtle pecan cookies, which I absolutely love. I've been putting them for like the last three to six months making these. I kept saying, I'll make them, I'll make them, and then I never do because I forget. But oh, they're so good. They're my, honestly, they're my favorite of the Nestle cookies that you bake in the oven. I love how Wishbone's jumping. I'm like, I can't see. What is it? You know, because he's like short and small. And so the envelope and the little miniature pumpkin, toy pumpkin, are clues that help get you to your... So those are key things that you'll need to find your first challenge, <clears throat> containing instructions about... And he tells them you have to solve a puzzle to be able to move ahead to the next challenge. Also... Your chances to advance are going to get tougher. Like, the challenges are going to get that much harder. Eventually, weeding out three of the teams so that only two teams remain in the end. Because, as we know, there can only be one winner. So, the last challenge, of course, is going to be the most chilling challenge of all. And he even tells them there can only be one winner, one winner, but there will be plenty of consolation prizes to go around. That makes me think of, and I mentioned it on the podcast, when I was 10 and 11, the Kent County Youth Fair of my hometown would have a Fox Kids Field Day, where you participate in different activities, and your name just for entering and participating gets entered into a drawing where you can win a prize. And let me tell you that they have a black garbage bag full of stuff. When that bag is empty, there are no prizes. But that lady, Miranda, don't ever, we don't ever, I've never learned this woman's name and she never ages, I tell you. <laughs> But she says in a commercial, like, oh, come on down to the Kent County Youth Fair and join in the Fox Kids Field Day, where everyone's a winner. No, it's like you got a big black garbage bag full of stuff. I think one year I got, like, a knockoff version of Scrabble. Um, and the next year I would have gotten, what did I get? Uh, passes to go see Andre. So that was 1994. So, I, no, I must have been 11 going on 12. Okay, because the youth fair always comes in, like, this first or second week in August, just before my birthday. So, yeah, and it's just, it's just, you feel because more kids are doing the field day thing than there are prizes to give away. And I remember the last one I did was the tickets for Andre. I also believe I got a poster. And also, it seemed like a lot of the prizes were, in fact, passes to go see Andre at the Star Theater. And which I did go. My sister took me. She and her husband and her oldest son, who probably would have been five, four or five months old at the time. It was, Andre's a good movie. I do actually think I am going to plan uh, on covering that for Earth Day in April next year. But anyway, back to the episode. So Sam's the team captain of 
their group. And then, of course, DeMond and Jimmy. DeMond has to put Jimmy's hand down. Because since DeMond's the team captain, he gets the clue and the instructions. Travis also tells the kids to be careful because you never know what kind of ghoulish surprises might pop up on a night like this. Great, now you're making Joe that much more nervous than he already is. Everyone's departing to start on their first challenge. DeMont walks past Joe and says, oh, you feeling lucky? <laughs> just imagine when I don't... <laughs> yeah, he's basically, he's not threatening Joe. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to be the one to win that $100 gift certificate. It's always, oh my gosh, this... And it's mainly the competitiveness is on DeMont's side of it. It's like, why should there be a competition? I mean, what? I mean, DeMont is like he's... Joe is always going to come out on top when it comes to basketball and everything like that. And just being a great guy. DeMont doesn't have those nice, friendly qualities. He's always causing trouble for Sam and for David and especially Joe. It's like, what is your deal? And he doesn't like Wishbone either. He's always like, get your dog off me. Get your dog away from me. Joe's going to show up? I think so. Oh, hi, Joe. Hey, guys. Hey. Great costumes. Thanks. Glad you came. Wishbone, where's your costume? Huh? A dog wears silly costumes? <laughs> I think not. Nice costume, pal. Hey, Demont. What are you supposed to be? Your worst nightmare. You're watching me win that gift certificate? Yeah, we're gonna win, because I used to go on scavenger hunts all the time. Can it, Jimmy? You may be my cousin, but you're only here because my mom made me bring you. Jimmy, what are you dressed as? I'm an alien, but not the kind from the movies. This is what they really look like. A friend of mine got abducted by you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, maidens and monsters, are you ready for the Oakdale Sports and Games first annual scavenger hunt? Now, this is no ordinary scavenger. On this quest, you'll have to be quick-witted as well as quick-footed. Here are the rules. There are five teams. Each team will receive one of these, one of these. Easy! What is it? Oh, what a time to be short! And each one are clues that will lead you to your first challenge. But once there, you must solve a puzzle to move ahead. Your chances to advance will get tougher with each challenge until only two teams remain. Take the most chilling challenge and the prize. A $100 gift certificate at Oakdale Sports and Games. Alright. Not everyone can win, but don't worry, there'll be plenty of consolation prizes. Now, if the team captains would raise their hands, we'll pass out the first clue. And be careful. You never know what kind of ghoulish surprises you'll find on a night like this. <laughs> you feel lucky? Don't be surprised when I win that gift certificate. Wow! Such competition! But only one prize. <clears throat> Now we go back to see what Ichabod Crane is up to in Sleepy Hollow, and turns out that Katrina is a very, like I said, she's a well-known girl, 
family's well known in this town. And every single eligible bachelor in that town is got his eye set on her for either marriage or companionship or companionship and then marriage. And I mean, she's got a, like a hair, a circle of men just hanging around her. And we all know that Ichabod fancies Katrina very much. He holds a special place, or she holds a special place in his heart. So, and being, you know, he's played by a dog who has a major height disadvantage because all these men are tall. And he's like, uh, excuse me, can I get through? And this guy holding flowers. He's like, huh, wait your turn, I was here first. And Ichabod, he's got an ace up his sleeve. He says, okay, so uh, I guess I'll let her know that you're responsible for her missing her music lesson. And I hate that for that to be me. So the guy lets him in. Do this circle of guys. And says, oh, hey, I believe it's time for your singing lesson. Whether he actually is teaching her to sing, I don't know. I think it's just a point to get her out of there. So, they get ready to head out. She's going to ignore all these guys, which they're not worthy anyway. And uh, Bram, or Bram, whatever his last name is, arrives on a horse and says, Hey, I thought we could go for a ride on the horse down by the lake or the pond or the water or whatever. And Ichabod, of course, with the superstitions, like, Oh, I see you bought, brought, like, foxtail or some type of flower that is considered bad luck and you want to take Katrina on a black horse in the dark at night really I don't think you have any concern for her safety and I really don't think <clears throat> that she wants anything to do with you I mean the fact that you don't you're trying to bring bad luck on her you just standing there you're giving her bad luck <clears throat> it's like, all right, come on, Katrina, let's go do your singing lessons, slash, we're going to talk more, more spooky stories. <laughs> and they go off. Think about Crane saw only one prize as well. Her name was Katrina Van Tassel. However, he was not alone in his quest. Every young man in the valley wanted to impress her. Hey. Go to the back. I was here first. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, dear boy. Uh, would you like me to tell Katrina that she cannot have her singing lessons today? She'll be most disappointed. Singing lessons? Singing lessons. Sorry. <laughs> oh, good evening, dear Katrina. I, I am terribly sorry to interrupt, but it is time for your singing lessons. Oh, of course. See what Brom Bones thinks about your singing lesson. Oh, hello, Brom. Hello, Katrina. I thought I might give you the honor of my company tonight. Well, that's very sweet of you, Brom. Maybe a moonlight ride by the brook. 
excuse me, uh, but I don't believe that would be wise. Well, if it isn't Mr. Ichabod Crane. <laughs> and tell me why you think that would be so unwise. Oh, uh, Katrina wouldn't be safe on such a night as this. <laughs> I'll protect her. You protect her? <laughs> Only a man of knowledge, not of strength, could protect her on this enchanted night. I mean, first of all, you offer her a bouquet of foxglove, a gesture bound to bring bad luck. But... And after that curse, you want to take her for a ride on a black horse? Now see here. A, a black horse tonight? Oh, it would seem that you have no concern for her safety whatsoever. You're probably just bringing her bad luck standing on her property. Come, Katrina, let us finish your singing lessons. Alright, now we're heading back to Oakdale to Travis's sporting goods shop and Sam is reading the first clue of for the, for the scavenger hunt. It says, when a wand is transposed and Gil has more, the gypsy gallery will be easy to find if you follow the flamingos to a deafening race you won't be left behind. Hold on a second. <laughs> Uh, if you follow the flamingos to a deafening moor, you won't be left behind. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You're going to Wanda's house, basically. Flamingos, Gil, Moore, yeah. Uh-huh. And while the trio with Joe, Sam, and David are trying to figure out the clues of this message, Wishbone is just like, oh, everyone's dressed so weird. Wishbone, you've been around for, what, six years? Longer than that, even? Uh, I'm sure he's been aware of Halloween. So Joe suggests, hey, we can't figure out this clue, so why don't we go to the little pumpkin that we're given? He opens it, and there's three corks in there. Like, what? Three corks? What do I do? What do we do with these? Well, I think it's because you're jumping ahead, and you shouldn't open that. Little pumpkin with those corks yet. Because you don't know what they're for. Okay, transposed. David is... Yeah, I don't even know what that means. And Sam explains to us that it means when two things switch places. Okay. Joe's asking who Gil is. And Sam is... Uh, Gil Brady from the fifth grade. Joe sells. Uh, I don't think that's it. Like, guys, look at the wording and the flamingos. It's Wanda Gilmore. Come on, guys. Yeah, they finally figured it out. It's Wanda Gilmore. Oh, my goodness, guys. Come on now. Be smarter than that. I mean, come on. Well, and even to admit, you like, the paper is on, on the Oakdale Chronicle stationery. <laughs> so, and I believe Wanda, I think she works for the Oakdale Chronicle. Oh, she owns the Oakdale Chronicle. I thought she just worked there. Okay, wow. They finally figured out, like, okay, flamingos, yeah. Wanda Gilmore, yeah. So they're on their way to Wanda's. Wow, look at everybody. I don't know about this. I better keep an eye on things. 
What does it say? When a wand is transposed and Gil has more, the gypsy gallery will be easy to find. If you follow the flamingos to a deafening roar, you won't be left behind. That's all there is? What about the pumpkin? Everyone looks so weird. What? Three corks? What does transpose mean? When two things switch places. Whoa! I hope that was a mask. Then who is Gil? Gil Brady? From the fifth grade? I don't think so. What does the Oakdale Chronicle have to do with it? Oh, Joe, Joe, look! Clown! Wait, look at the words. When a wand is transposed. A wand, wand a. Wanda! When Gil has more. Gilmore. Wanda Gilmore. Wanda owns the Oakdale Chronicle. Flamingos. Go. Oh, hey, now without me. Now we're at Wanda's. Her house is really decorated, really nice. And we got a line of kids that are <laughs> waiting to meet Gypsy Wanda here with the. Well, maybe she's not a gypsy. I don't know. She's a fortune teller, excuse me. Yes, she's got a crystal ball. And of course, it's pretty much the same fortune for each kid, just like. I foresee that you are going to be made rich with an abundance of candy. And the kid, the little girl wearing the pumpkin, as Wanda is pouring like a handful of candy into the girl's palm, the girl kind of turns like she turns like she, whatever acting direction she was given. And she turns and is like, girl, she's still giving you candy. Wait a sec until you, your palm fills up and then you turn and walk away. And then, of course, another kid behind her goes up and Wanda does the same spiel with that one. It's mainly all kids that look like they're under the age of 10. Joe and Sam and David get there and... Joe's saying, like, hey, maybe I should have my fortune told. You know, he's just still on this ring of bad luck that he, he thinks he has, which, again, with the sprained ankle and chicken pox that just happened to be on Halloween, I mean, I mean, I, I, I had a f fever around St. Patrick's Day. If I wound up with a fever again next St. Patrick's Day, I'd be like, okay. And being St. Patrick's Day is supposed to be... I don't know whether the day's supposed to be lucky or, or what. There's more symbolism behind what St. Patrick's Day actually is about. But I'm just saying, I mean, I had a fever before the day before. <laughs> and this and March 17th, but if I were to get a fever again around that time, and I'd be like, okay, something's weird. <laughs> so, the kids, Joe, Sam, and David look off to the line of flamingos, which guides them on a path into what the area in the porch in front of Wanda's house has tarps in front of it, because when they go inside there, it's set up like a carnival with the, you use the three corks in the little gun to shoot at the target that you need to hit to be able to get the next clue to go on to the next part in this quest or in the scavenger hunt. 
And they're supposed to hit a lion with a little target on it. And Sam, you know, again, they got three corks. She misses twice. The first time she shoots after the lion ducks down behind the plants. It's like Sam. And then when she, she finally does shoot with the third cork, gets the target, the lion. And they're like, oh, nice shot, Sam. And I'm thinking, I honestly thought, and it's been a while since I watched this, I thought she was going to hand the gun over to either Day, uh, David or Sam. Like, here, what do you guys try? But it took her three times. I can understand missing the first one, but come on. <laughs> they got it nonetheless, which is good. So, of course, who just happens to be hot on their trail but DeMont and Jimmy? And they were hiding, so now they kind of know what they need to do to get to the next clue. And Sam even tells DeMont, you know, cheating takes all the fun out of it. And he and DeMont says, well, I'll have a lot of fun with a gift certificate. You are not winning a gift certificate. You're not going to win it. You're a jerk. So, now we can't find Wishbone. Where did Wishbone go? He chased a cat. A cat crossed his path. He's like, I'm after that cat. I'm going to get it. So, they have to go home. Well, to Joe's house. Joe just does not want to participate. He's like, I should just stay home. My bad luck. It's going to ruin everything. He's just He's got a really poor, sour attitude. And... Yeah, even the fact that he didn't really originally want to go in with David and Sam into that little uh, carnival game thing. And Sammy keeps, she keeps having to remind Joe, you're, we're a team. You and me and David, we're a team. We're doing this together. And even when he does find Wishbone back at the house outside barking at the cat on the fence... He's like, oh, you guys go ahead, because they read the next clue. It's at the Dart Animal Shelter, because it was talking about thoroughbreds and where thoroughbreds and mixed breeds meet at the, yeah, and there you at first, like, racetrack? There's not a, there's not a horse racing track here in Oakdale. That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, no, the dart animal shelter where thoroughbreds and uh, mixed breeds meet. And you know, which one doesn't want to go there? He's only been there a handful of times in that episode, Rosio Rosio, with that beagle that he falls in love with. And he keeps on purpose losing his collar so he'll get picked up by the animal shelter and taken to the animal shelter so he can visit her. And he's always put in the same empty enclosure right next to hers. But anyway, Joe is just like, oh, you guys go. It's not really my thing. He keeps saying, it's not my thing. I want to do this. Like, he's being roped into doing this. Like, he's just, he's got such a poor attitude. The guy better stay here with Wishbone. We'll go in the house. We'll watch TV or something. Like, no, 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 Joe, you're not getting out of this. So now they're going to head to the animal shelter for the next clue in the scavenger hunt. Basically, they're being sent all around Oakdale. 
wonder what the future holds? Well, boy, howdy, have you come to the right place? Let's fire up the crystal ball. <clears throat> It wasn't that lucky. Nothing happened. I don't get it. Wait, look, over in the corner. A lie. We only have one shot left. Okay. Careful, Sam. You've got to time it just right. solving the riddle for me. Cheating takes all the fun out of it, DeMont. Yeah, well, plenty of fun with that gift certificate. Yeah, we'll have plenty of fun with that. Jimmy. Wishbone? Where'd he go? Maybe he went home. We don't have much time. DeMont's right behind us. I'm not going without Wishbone. We better find him quickly then. 
and your luck just ran out. I wonder how far Damon is. Mm. Was he there? No, I knew I should have stayed home tonight. Now what do we do? We're losing time. That's him. Kitty, 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 kitty. Come on down. Good kitty. Come on. Hey, I can't do that. No fair. Wishbone. Hey, don't worry, Joe. I took care of him for you. Did you see him run? I scared him off. Great. Now we can finish. Okay, here it is. Follow Dart to the Derby, where the thoroughbreds and mixed breeds meet. If you don't want to lose, then you must choose an enchantress light on her feet. A racetrack in Oakdale? The only Dart I know is the Dart Animal Clinic. That's it. Where thoroughbreds and mixed breeds meet. Let's go. Animal Clinic? Oh, no. Not me. You guys go ahead. I'll stay here. Come on, Joe. You guys are up for this. I'm not. Besides, I should take Wishbone in the house anyway. Look, Joe, we're not splitting up the team. Yeah. Come on. Guys. No, no, Joe, you were completely right. We should go in the house. Oh, boy. There's no place like home. And once you found it, you really don't want to leave it. All right, now we're heading back to the Sleepy Hollow story. Where Ichabod and Katrina Von Tussle are... Going through that book of scary stories. So Katrina's reading the story about a witch that cursed the whole town. And Ichabod tells her, yeah, the curse was never broken until, but he can't finish his sentence because two men come in and they just burst into the into Katrina's house and say, oh, Mr. Crane. There's been a disturbance at the schoolhouse. Yeah, right. I doubt that very much. There with Brom, I bet. They're his two goons. His two cronies, I bet anything. And they're setting him up. But Ichabod, before these two barge in, Ichabod is just trying to win this girl's heart. Just And am I under the impression that they're close to the same age or is Katrina younger, much younger than Ichabod? I don't know. But I can tell you, I bet anything that that is a ruse. Like, there is nothing going on at that school hall. That promise sent those two there to kidnap, to abduct, to take Ichabod. So that way, Brom can worm in his way into Katrina's home, her heart, just... Mm. Like, you eliminate the competition, and then you swoop in. Like, come on. I don't like that guy. I don't like these two guys, either. Yeah, they say, we need someone of your higher learning to help solve this problem. And he, he, it's about that, like, well, what is it, exactly? What's going on? What, can you tell me what happened? Like, oh, you, we can't even explain it to you. You just have to see it. This is a setup. This is, they are gonna they're gonna abduct him. They're going to take him. Mysterious event. Well, we know that Ichabod likes spooky stuff to a certain degree. Yeah, the other guy's like, oh, don't worry, Ichabod. I'll stay here and protect Katrina. Ay ay ay. No, the, he's gonna be kidnapped. 
God doesn't want to go out after dark. He just doesn't. That's just, you know, that's his prerogative there. And Katrina's like, hey, why don't you go? I mean, you're the only one really qualified, the only one here qualified to handle this situation. Why don't you go? Ichabod's like, oh, I'm sure it can wait till sunup, till daytime. I mean, what? They won't even tell him what it is. That's because it's nothing. There's nothing spooky, spectacular, kooky, nothing going on at that schoolhouse. Okay, so they get to the schoolhouse, him and whoever Brahms crony is. And which one? Which one? <laughs> takes one look around and says, like, oh my gosh, a poltergeist has been here. And it just looks like everything that was on the, the floor level is now up on the ceiling or something. No, this seems like the work of Brahm. I bet he would do that. Anything to distract him and get him away from Katrina. It looks like stuff's even floating in the air. He's like, this is a poltergeist, a spirit, a ghost, a something. Because the guy who's with him holding the lantern up, it's like, what? I don't know what that is. Like, it's a spirit. It's a, it's a entity, basically. Yeah, and Ichabod gets his bell, so it's ringing. Like, things have taken a turn for the worst. Yeah, this is not good. But I honestly think that's a setup. I 100% think that that is a setup. That is not what he's thinking it is. Like home. And once you found it, you really don't want to leave it. Now, Ichabod Crane definitely found the place where he wanted to be. Katrina's farm. And he was doing his best to win her heart. So the witch cast a spell over the whole town? Hmm? What? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, she absolutely did. In fact, the spell was never broken. Until... Mr. Crane, you must come quickly. There's been a frightful event at the schoolhouse. Yes, Ichabod. We need someone of your higher learning to handle this. Uh, what has happened? Uh, you must come and see this mysterious event with your own eyes, Mr. Crane. Don't worry, Ichabod. I'll stay here and protect Katrina. I'm sure it can wait until morning. Maybe you should go. I know that you're the only man qualified to inspect the scene. Oh, well, that is true. All right. I'll go. Now then, what is so important that it couldn't wait until body? <gasps> has moved through here. What? A, a, a poltergeist. A ghost. A spirit. Things are no longer safe here. Oh, this is an omen of terrible things to come, I'm sure of it. This is a bad sign for Sleepy Hollow. Things are taking a turn for the worse. They're going to the animal clinic, not the animal shelter. Oh, I was going to say, when I saw this little, the vet office from the outside, like, that does not look like an animal shelter. An animal shelter is going to be bigger, and it's going to be a building all by itself. And, you know, I'm sure Wishbone doesn't have the best memories of going to the vet. So he's like, I'm going to wait outside. And Joe's like, Wishbone, come on. 
And my shrug says, ah, do it for Joe, do it for Joe. Okay, come on. Come on, Wish he's psyching himself up to go in there. Uh, yeah, this has got to be traumatizing for poor Wishbone. Being in, he's like, if I see one man, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. And the poor dog looks like, <gasps> Joe, hurry up. <laughs> he's staying here much longer. Poor dog. Ugh. So they have the Derby Days. It almost looks like a pinball machine, but the middle part has been taken out, and they have, like, thin horses going, um, like, paper-thin-looking horses going around a racetrack in the middle of it. So, all right. They gotta be able to, uh, get the right horse to win so they can get the next clue. Apparently there's only two clues left, so another one's already been taken, which Sam thinks, like, clearly DeMont is ahead of us. I gotta say, God, I do not <laughs> think DeMont is, uh, he's, I don't think he's all there. And I don't think that he would be able to get through this thing without following them and what they're seeing what they're doing. That's how he got through the first one. So you're telling me... That he would be would be able to do this one all on his own without spying on Joe, Sam, and David and watching what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, they the thing is they only get a, a handful of seconds to decide which horse they're gonna go with, and they read the clue and they start arguing about. They're thinking it's Witch's broomstick. Ooh the sorceress who's light on her feet so they go with flying sorcerer sorceress so they do end up winning in the horse race and they get the next clue so the next clue reads every year when the leaves are green jackson's carnival can be seen purple red yellow and blue which one of these would you pursue so they're kind of like jackson's carnival and then sam pulls out a token and I, I just, I thought it was so adorable how Wishbone, of course, he can't see because he's a small dog. He's like, I want to see. And he keeps jumping up trying to, like, look at the horses in the race to see who's winning. Like, who's winning? Who's winning? <laughs> so cute. So Sam is trying to puzzle out every year when the leaves are green. And then they, this, the summer carnival in ja Jackson Park. So they got to go to Jackson Park, I'm guessing? Okay, Wishbone. You can do this. It's just the animal clinic. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, easy stomach. Wishbone. Oh, okay. Do it for Joe. Do it for Joe. Come on, Wishbone. I hope you appreciate this, Joe. I'm only in here because you need me. If I see one needle, I am out of here. You ready? Yeah. Let's get this over with. I can't breathe in here. Who's left? It's DeMont's ahead of us. What is it? What is it? Welcome to Derby Days. Today's horses are Galloping Goblin, Flying Sorceress, Witch's Broomstick, and Glue Factory. You have 30 seconds to choose the winning horse. We have to pick a horse. Quick, let's read the clue again. Follow Dart to the Derby, where the thoroughbreds and mixed breeds meet. If you don't want to lose, then you must choose an enchantress light on her feet. Enchantress. 
Witch. It must be Witch's broomstick. No, wait, read the last part. You now have 15 seconds to choose the winning horse. You must choose an enchantress, light on her feet. See, light on her feet, which is flying the broomstick. No, it says pick the enchantress, not a broom. Flying sorceress. Could someone please pick up the cute little dog so he can see? You must choose your horse in five, four, three, two. Let's go, come on, 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 Every year when the leaves are green, Jackson's Carnival can be seen. Purple, red, yellow, and blue. Which of these would you pursue? Oh, that's an easy one. Jackson's Carnival? And look, a token. But where do we go? Every year when the leaves are green. Does it mean the summer carnival? In Jackson Park. Come on, yeah. let's go. So they're in Jackson Park, and they come across... A tent that has this is a Rube Goldberg type of machine set up with all the little doohickeys and gadgets and whatnot. And David, being a scientist, he is just enamored. He is just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And Wishbone's like, oh yeah, David's gone. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to get one of these. And meanwhile, they're trying to decide which color to put their token in because there's orange purple yellow red green and blue and i think there are four spots that were already taken and they're trying to get david's attention like hey david what what color do we put the token in and he's like oh isn't it obvious it's orange because that's the color that wasn't mentioned in the clue that we got and the read back over the clue I was like oh sure enough and they get their next little pumpkin with their next clue to where their next destination will be and it's 13 thunder road where that old haunted house boarded up houses and this is joe's worst nightmare because we know that he is just, he's scared of it. He doesn't want to go there. that's not mentioned in the poem. He's right. Every year when the leaves are green, Jackson Carnival can be seen purple, red, yellow, and blue. Which one of these would you pursue? No orange. No, wait, let me do it. 
ó. Tem o Goldberg no fim. Tem assim tudo, ó. So Ichabod shakes hands with Katrina's father, who's greeting the guests at the door, welcoming them to the party. Ichabod is also bobbing for apples, which is adorable seeing the dog do in his costume. And one of... I'm guessing it's got to be one of the guests when the lady is wanting to hear more spooky stories about. And then this is the first time we get the mention of the legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Headless Horseman, the old church bridge, how somebody was almost attacked. They were chased by the Headless Horseman. <laughs> to the old church bridge and there's something with the bridge where the headless horseman can't cross it and they just vanish and prom is like oh these scary stories yeah so and so he 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 drinks you can't he's not a reliable source i don't think that actually happened to him so yeah and of course, Katrina's father comes down and says, Okay, everyone, you gotta go to your own homes now. We wanna go to bed, so you gotta all leave. Even though it's dark outside. And I can't see Ichabod wanting to go out after dark. I'm surprised he didn't say something like, Oh, can I stay the night here, like on your couch or spare bedroom or something? So, yeah. And apparently Katrina's tired of these spooky stories. Like, no, Ichabod, dance with me. I don't want to hear any more spooky stories. <laughs> they never do dance from what I see anyway. Because now we're going to go back to... Well, before we go back to Oakdale, Ichabod wants to learn more about this old church bridge and whether it has any, like, a possession or... Not possession, but whether there's something about the... Like, what is it about the bridge that keeps the Headless Horseman away? Oh, boy. And now we go back to Ichabod and the Sleepy Hollow book. The Van Tassel family has sent him an invitation saying he's cordially invited to the All Hallows' Eve celebration October 31st at sunset. Ichabod's luck was taking a turn for the better. Katrina's family had invited him to a party. How are you? Thank you for coming. Good of you to come, Mr. Gray. Oh, thank you so much for your invitation. Where might I find your lovely Katrina? I believe she's watching guests bob for apples. Oh. Good evening, Mr. Van Tassel. We have been anxiously awaiting your party all week. And I am so glad to see you. Looks like there's quite a brew stirring this evening.
in my mouth like a roasted pig. Oh, Brom, you, you really should give it a try. I mean, the Van Tassels have gone to great lengths to entertain us. How about one little bob? sighting of the headless horseman. It is that time of year again. <laughs> what say you, Ichabod Crane? Hmm? Oh, oh, I heartily agree. Oh, why, just the other evening, my schoolhouse was turned completely topsy-turvy by a poltergeist. That itself could foretell more extraordinary apparitions to come. Perhaps even the Headless Horseman. I'm tired of all of these frightening tales. Won't you come dance with me, Ichabod? Uh, uh, just a moment, my dear. What are your thoughts, Brom? It's a bunch of nonsense, if you ask me. I mean, give me something I can touch or hit if I wanted to. The spirits are just that. Spirits. They can do no more harm than a summer breeze. Well, how do you explain what happened to old man Brower? The headless horseman nearly had him. Brower told me that the horseman chased him all the way to the old church bridge. Ah, Brower's a drunk. It, uh, Brum, it surprises me that a man of your stature cannot see the significance of these signs. Tell me more of Brower's story. Why? As soon as he crossed the bridge, the horseman disappeared. Ah, yes. We must learn more about this bridge. It, it must hold some significance. You call yourself an educated man, sitting around telling fairy tales. I assure you that it is very important to learn all that you can about a spirit, so one can take the proper precautions. <laughs> I'm not here for superstitious nonsense. I'm here for the party. <laughs> While the other guests ate, drank, and danced, Ichabod delighted in spooky stories and wild speculations for hours. Long into the night. All right, folks. It's time for you to go to your own homes. Oh, dear, look how late it's become. Uh, where is Katrina? She went to bed hours ago. It's uh, past midnight. <gasps> past midnight? Oh, I'm glad I don't have to walk through Sleepy Hollow on a night like this. Say, Ichabod, don't you pass through Sleepy Hollow on your way home? Why, um, yes. 
Well, if anyone can handle the headless horseman, it's Ichabod Crane. I can? I mean, of course I can. <laughs> I think. So we have arrived at 13 Thunder Road. This is the old Murphy place. Why does it seem like every, you know, creepy movie has a, it's the old so-and-so place that's been boarded up for years. No one's lived there for years and it's haunted. That's the town legend. Because they get there. There's a pumpkin on the porch, so somebody must be, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone lives there. The windows are boarded up. It looks like it hasn't been lived in in, like, 50 years. And when Joe, Sam, and David get there, Jimmy is actually waiting outside. And apparently DeMont is inside, and he's been there in quite a while. Sam is just in a hurry. Like, let's go. He's in there. We gotta get in there. But Joe is frozen in his place. He will not move. He is terrified of this place. And there's a reason because there's, he has a history with this place. Back when Joe and David and Sam were probably about six, seven years old, Joe was able to go trick-or-treating without his mom the first time. And some older kid, no, it was... Some older kids were going to the old Murphy place, supposedly. And David dared, dared Joe to go up to the porch. And Joe says, it seems like the closer I got to the house, the creepier it got. And Sam is asking, like, well, why don't I remember any of this? And David tells her, it's like, yeah, you were on vacation with your mom at the time. You were, hanging, you were staying with your mom. Which one was just a puppy at the time? So, and I thought that Joe was, like, six or seven when he got Wishbone. So, yeah. Yeah, when Sam's like, all right, let's go, everyone. And Joe is just, I can't. And Sam looks at Joe like, well, what do you mean you can't? And David says, it's haunted. The house is haunted. Sam tells him, it's just the old Murphy's Murphy place. I'm sure it's safe. Sam, it has boarded up windows. I don't think it's safe for anyone to go inside. Old blabbermouth Jimmy here is like, I told him it was haunted. He's talking about DeMont. I told him not to go in there. It's haunted. It's probably filled with, and Sam is like, Jimmy, you need to shut your mouth for a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, and this, this character, I don't know how many episodes this kid is in, but it's just honestly... Uh, I don't see why they had... Because then we also have Melina and Marcus that are also added to the cast for season two. I don't know how many episodes they're in, because I believe like season one only had 40 episodes, season two had only 10 so, I don't think it was necessary to add new characters this late in the game. So, David is the one that wanted to go to Thunder Road, because the older kids did. And Joe's saying how he and David trick-or-treating on their own for the very first time. They're all over Oakdale. All over the place. And Joe remarks how when he and David were little kids, and they went to Thunder Road to the Murphy place here... 
Joe remarks on how it was windy that night and it was lightning. But it, and he also remarked, you know, it was windy that night too, just like tonight. So it's just this poor kid, he is traumatized. And Joe says how it didn't look that bad from the street, but the closer he got to the house, the worse it looked. And Joe starts talking about the noises and everything, and when he reaches out, as a kid to grab the door handle, the door swings open on its own, and there's a couple of eyes peering out at him. And just all these moaning and sounds. That was, and, and plus it's dark out, it's windy, it's lightning. That was scary. And I would not want to be anywhere near that house. And Joe says, I've never been so scared in my life. And Sam says, well, what made you go up there in the first place? And David says, I dared him. Oh, David, you and your darish ways. Honestly, it's weird because, you know, to dare Joe, it just, it doesn't seem so, it doesn't seem like the David that, you know, if you watch the show and everything, he's just, he's so into science and doing the right thing and all this stuff that it's just, maybe David was different back when he was six. Maybe he wasn't completely a science head at the time. Maybe he was more adventurous and daring and everything compared to now. It's like, I dared him. Kind of like that's a side of David, like, that he isn't anymore. All of a sudden we hear, like, what? screaming, man and woman sc screaming. And then there's that black cat again going up to the Murphy house with the door hanging open and just zips right inside. And Wishbone runs after this cat. Like, I'm going to get this cat now. And Joe just, like, Wishbone, no, no, don't go in that house. So all three of them run inside this dark, dilapidated house. Things just get really spooky. Oh no. Anything but this. I'm not going in. He went in, but I'm not going in. The mom's already in there? Been in there an awful long time. Oh no. Quick, you guys, let's go. Come on. I can't. What do you mean you can't? It's haunted. The house is haunted. It's just the old Murphy place. I'm sure it's safe. It's not safe. Joe's word's good enough for me. Let's go home and have some Ellen cookies. He's right. Of course I'm right. <gasps> what? I knew it. I told him it was haunted. I did. But he didn't listen. I told him it was probably... Jimmy, <laughs> enough, okay? What are you talking about? It happened a long time ago. The first Halloween that my mom let me go trick-or-treating without her. David and I went all over the neighborhood that night. Some kids talked about going to Thunder Road. I was the one who wanted to go. Where was I? And why don't I remember this? You were on that trip with your mom, remember? Wish one was still a puppy. And I was so cute. What happened? It was Winnie that night, too. There was lightning. It didn't seem that bad from the street, so I walked toward the house. The closer I got, the worse it looked. 
the noises, I, I didn't think I could do it. I reached out to grab the doorknob and the... <laughs> Is it over? I've never been so scared in my life. What made you go up there in the first place? I dared him. I can't go in there. What was that? on the tea party. So, Wishbone lost the cat. They're inside the old Murphy place. We see fog descending down the staircase. And then we hear, I don't know whether it's a door slamming, but the way that Joe, like, grits his teeth, just like... <clears throat> and Sam tries to reassure Joe, just telling him, like, look, it's probably just Mr. Del Rio. Because he's the one that had them go there to this place. Like, it's probably just Mr. Del Rio just having fun with us. And Sam really, I don't, I don't know, she's not really being, she's like, Joe, come on, there's nothing to be afraid of. He's, All right, let's just get this prize and get out of here, okay? Sam isn't really being helpful, especially making Joe, well, Joe ran in there after Wishbone, but it's like she's not being very sensitive to the fact that he just is too scared to go into this place. <clears throat> so they walk into, I'm guessing, what is a little dining area of three mummies sitting at a table, and David says, you know, I think we found the, the tea party. There's 
two sliding doors that say family fortune. Sam goes to pull them apart and there's a skeleton that jumps out at her. I bet that was DeMont behind there. Even Sam's getting put. No, that was not DeMont <laughs> doing that with the skeleton. But even Sam's, I mean, they're walking around in the dark, basically. They don't have flashlights. But even she's getting spooked out. I'm sorry, but anything, if you're going walking around in a dark house with no, no flashlight, anything that jumps out at you even a little is going to be spooky. David remarks on, wait, wait a minute, wasn't that mommy sitting over there? And then Joe sees this orange napkin that says, the green player will show you the light. So it's a clue. All right, who's the green player? And there's another creaker noise in the house. David asks, what was that? And Sam just rolls her eyes and says, it's probably DeMont hiding somewhere. Because Jimmy even said he's been there a while. Yeah, he's waiting for them to show up so that he can freak them out. So we still see fog descending down the stairway as... Which one's just going to go up there? Because he thinks DeMont is up there scaring Joe and his friends. So which one's like, I'm going to take care of business. Mommy sitting over there. Hey, look at this. What? It's a clue. It says the green player will show you the light. The green player? What was that? DeMont. Oh, really? All right, dumb monster. I'm ready for you. Try to scare my boy, will you? Ready or not, I'm coming up there. So we catch up with Ichabod trying to make his way home in the dark, in the woods. He thinks whistling a tune is going to help. No, it doesn't. And then all of a sudden he's hearing horse hooves. He's hearing foots. What's that noise? And he sees this black horse. And he sees uh, basically the headless horseman with a flaming pumpkin that he's holding in the palm of his hand. 
Ichabod makes it to Old Church Road, thinking, okay, I'm safe. I just got to make it to the other end. He does. And he's like, okay, I'm safe. And, and he's like, the bell's not working. The bell's, you know, the bell is supposed to deter spirits and keep them away. And he just, the bell's not working. The bell's not working. Because you see him on the bridge. He's supposed to not be able to get on the bridge. The Headless Horseman. And then he flings that flaming pumpkin. And then we get back to Oakdale. Whether he was ready or not, Ichabod Crane made a lonely trip home through that bewitched place called Sleepy Hollow. Get a move on, Crane. Nothing to be afraid of. Just going for a very late walk on a very spooky evening. Uh, uh, how about a tune? Perhaps not. the Murphy place and Wishbone got locked in a closet or not basically the door shut on him because he's barking they run up the stairs like Wishbone how do you get in here and Wishbone's like don't the door on me basically so now they come upon a board of I think it's Chinese checkers with the little uh, round uh, different colored marbles on this end table. So I guess the next clue what they're gonna do is they're gonna have to play Chinese checkers. So Witchbone gets distracted by the cat. We got DeMont who sh now shut David in a closet. And DeMont says one down two to go. This kid he does not deserve no. He, spoiler he does not win the gift certificate thank goodness. Not rewarding creeps and cheaters. So, Joe and Sam run up the stairs to find David yelling for help. David's done. He's like, that's it. I'm going home. Prize or not, I don't care anymore. Well, who would want to be locked in a closet? And there is a light shining down, so there is a light there. But even still, no one wants that. Like, okay, I'm done. Bye. Wishbone the whole time has been chasing that black cat. That's when Joe notices the floor. The chandelier has got a green hue to it. And Joe says, look at the floor. The clues say a green light will show us the way or something like that. <laughs> the green player will show you the light because Joe notices how 
the green chandelier lights shadow on the floor looks similar to the Chinese checkers board. And Joya saying, I'm like, Sam, wait, didn't you put the marble right here? And she's, yeah, I think so. So there's a loosened floorboard and he lifts it up. Hmm, what's underneath? He pulled out the $100 gift certificate. Sweetness. Woohoo! He got it. Awesome. Congratulations, Joe. And Joe says, we did it. And Sam tells him, no, you did it. And then Joe says, I guess this was my lucky night. See? There you go. It was never unlucky to begin with. You just made it unlucky by thinking coincidentally you getting a messed up ankle the year before and then chicken pox the year before that on Halloween too was like, oh, it's bad luck because it happened two years in a row. I don't think it did happen two years in a row, did it? I don't know. But hey, you got the gift certificate. That's awesome. So the mummies get up out of their chairs at the tea party and start walking towards them because David's like, uh, guys, Marcus and... <laughs> Is it Melina? I can't, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, like, oh, you won! And Marcus, did we scare you? Like, uh, well, again, you're in a dark space, so anything unusual is going to be scary. And Demar, I guess, got locked in a room that he couldn't get out of because he's like, let me out of here, let me out of here. And then Joe goes open the door and Demont still with that fedora looking hat I'm getting out of here like eh yeah just as well Joe's got a large <laughs> Demont has to learn you don't mess with the core three and wishbone you don't mess with Joe Sam and David and the wishbone because you'll lose in the end oh so Joe figures because the cat comes running down the stairs and Joe was like the cat it was the cat from that night that's what those eyes were Wow, that cat is still roaming around that home, that abandoned home, years later. I'm sure the cat is fine. The cat's finding food, all that stuff. But it's just, oh my goodness. I'm surprised I was like, hey, you want a cat? Like, nah, the cat, I don't think that cat wants to be owned by anybody. It's doing its job, keeping up that spooky Murphy place. Someone's got to take care of it, keep people away. And Melina says... Come on, everyone. Uncle Travis is waiting outside. And Sam turns to Joe and asks, You feel better, Joe? And Joe says, Yeah, now that it's over, I do. How did you get in here? Somebody shut the door on me. Aha! It's you again! Wishbone, stop!
getting on my nerves. Who keeps slamming doors around here? Where's David? She get along just fine. That's it. I've had enough. Prize or not, I'm going home. Wait! Look at the floor! Just like the Chinese checkers game. David, you'll never guess what I did to Demont. Says the green player will show you the light. Sam, didn't you put the marble right here? I think so. Well, look at that. I'm not the only one who buries things around here. Uncle Travis is waiting outside. Feel better, Jeff? Now that it's over. So, looks like Ichabod Crane got scared out of Sleepy Hollow. He just left, or some say maybe he was carried off by the Headless Horseman. Because those two at the party found another jack-o'-lantern with supposedly Ichabod Crane's bell that he had around his neck. And they're saying, oh, this will convince Brom Bones. And Brom shows up on his horse and says, convince me of what? He laughs and then he rides off. So DeMont runs out of the house, down the steps, and tries to go past Travis. And Travis, like, grabs him by the shoulders, like, wait, 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 couldn't have been that scary, huh? And DeMont says, I'm going home. You have no idea. And then Jimmy's all like, oh my gosh, did you see a ghost? This one time my friend is like, okay, this kid is annoying. Can we not have him anywhere? <laughs> he's just, mm, he's too annoying for words. <laughs> I love how Travis just the double thumbs up. Like, all right, good job. As Joe and Sam and David come out onto the porch. And Joe's got the gift certificate in his hand. It's like, well-deserved, man. Well-deserved. So, yeah, they thank Travis. Like, oh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. It was really great. 
And Travis says there's a Halloween party back at the Oakdale Sports and Games for everyone. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Scavenger hunt and a party afterwards. Sweetness. And Travis says, Joe, looks like you're back in the zone. It must have been your lucky, your lucky day after all. And Joe's like, oh, yes, sir, definitely. He's wearing those stinky socks. And now once did Sam or David comment on the smell. Oh, gosh, what is that smell that's following us? Wishbone sees the cat and threatens to say, we shall meet again, kitty. And then he looks again and the cat's gone. That's because cats are fast. They're slick and agile. Right, Quinn? Uh, I think she's under the bed. No one knew what happened to Ichabod Crane that night. Some say he just moved away. Others say he was carried away by the headless horseman. Another pumpkin? This is his bell, all right. Must have been the horseman. This ought to convince old Brom Bones. Convince him of what? <laughs> scary oh yeah what happened did you see a ghost i bet you did one time a friend of mine he went in there don't and... say anything all right good job guys hey lucky you guys have fun yeah congratulations guys thanks mr del rio yeah thanks that was really fun okay well, there's a party for everyone back at oakdale sports and games <laughs> Finally, I've had enough tricks for one night. Let's talk treats. Hey, Joe. Looks like you're back in the zone after all. Yes, sir. It was your lucky day. Must be the socks. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> mm. We shall meet again, Kitty. How does he do that? that was the episode i hope you all enjoyed it i had a fun time covering this episode and look forward to more wishbone episodes coming down the pike in 2023 also i'm gonna play the behind the scenes of how they made some of the sound effects in the lighting cues and all this fun stuff goes a little deeper into the sleepy hollow legend and also the crew who works on the set of Wishbone and how they brought all of this episode together. A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere. Some say the place was bewitched. Washington Irving used these words to describe the setting of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. To recreate this mysterious feeling on film, we called on the members of our lighting team. They use some clever tricks, a lot of equipment, and a lot of lights. Here's a 12 kilowatt light, also called a 12K. Here's a baby, and a baby baby, and a tweeny, just to name a few. The people who operate these lights are called electricians, and the top dog electrician is called the gaffer. It's a really neat feeling to be on a dark set when there are no lights and to turn on that first light. The gaffer and his lighting crew set up the lights, lay miles of cable, and hook everything up to a distribution box, which sends electricity to wherever we want it. Then the crew places the lights and add colored filters and gels for an eerie look. 
you all had a safe and fun happy halloween bye bye everybody if you want to email the podcast you can do so at lbom wonderyearspodcast at gmail.com podcast at gmail.com or omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com bye bye everyone <laughs>